Welcome back, guys. Welcome back to the Perspective Podcast. Today, we got Jack on. As always, the Perspective is a movement, a mindset, and mentality. We have the mission to transform the way that you guys think, to inspire you, to motivate you, to go after your wildest dreams, promote positivity, and ultimately creating the ultimate lifestyle that you want. Jack, just uh, give everyone a little background who you are. Yeah. Uh... Dude, I'm glad to be here. Thank you for offering to have me on and tell a little bit of my story and have a chat about perspective, mindset, and all the likes of success and whatnot. So I appreciate you having me on today. Uh, so a little bit about myself. My name is Jack Considine. I'm a freshman at Ohio State. Uh, but my story starts a couple years back, and by a couple, I mean my childhood. I grew up in an entrepreneurial household with a father as an entrepreneur, but also a mother as an educator, which gave me a very unique perspective growing up. Having both mindset to be a, a curious mind and to learn, but also to apply in an entrepreneurial capacity and to be able to have that uh, the mindset to be able to see things as a business and see things as opportunities rather than just as an employee. And so I took that mentality uh, without even realizing as a young person and applied it uh, in my early high school years. I got obsessed with podcasts. I got obsessed with YouTubers, Gary Vee, um, Tim Ferriss, all the likes, everyone that you could possibly think of, um, Grant Cardone, all these different guys. And I started to just consume their content 24-7. And it led me to the, the question of, there's all these podcasts out there, and I have so many questions I want to ask these people. Why can't I do it myself? And I took that simple question of why me, why not me? And I was able to make that a belief system, which allowed me to start my first podcast uh, called the 5M Hustle Podcast, which is centered around, similar to you, helping young people understand their potential, understand that they can build the reality of their dreams and achieve their their wildest concepts of reality and success. Uh, so many people when they're young are told that they have to follow a certain path that their parents or educators tell them. I love teachers, but the school system isn't, I think, structured in the best way possible. And so being able to have people that could be anyone's mentor come on a podcast and speak about either say, hey, I'm 23 years old, I'm a musician, and I have a million Spotify listeners, whatever, and this is how you can do the same, or have someone who's a CEO and executive in their 40s and be able to share how they rose that corporate ladder to be their own boss and not have to kind of answer to many people in that capacity. So just bring on all those types of people to share their stories and to be able to validate someone's ambitions and validate someone's idea of what they can create themselves um, has been truly rewarding for myself, being able to just learn from those people, but also hopefully inspire and help people uh, better my age and younger than me. That is amazing. That's freaking awesome. I got a couple questions just on that. You said you had a lot of mentors. Did you find that having a lot of mentors kind of, how should I frame this? Having a lot of mentors kind of confused you or did it actually help you a lot? Yeah, so I interviewed um, a guy named Tim Keenan, and he is the namesake of the Ohio State Entrepreneurship Center. And he says something to me that was very like eye-opening. He said, I don't just have one mentor, I have a mentor for every aspect of my life. So he is a mentor for his physical fitness. He is a mentor for business. He is a spiritual mentor, 
um, someone who is like a similar dad that he wants to be, someone who's a similar husband that he wants to be. He has these mentors and able to teach him what their master's at. So for example, a mentor of mine right now, his name is Tanner Bell. I love shouting him out. He uh, follow on Instagram, he's the best. He has mastered building courses and focusing on niches and being his own boss since he was 14 years old. And so he has that skill set to be able to teach me how to, without maybe the proper education that most people go to, he didn't go to college, to be able to make money on your own, he has that ambition. Then there's another guy, um, well, there's plenty of others, but another one named Joey Hendrickson, who's in Columbus, he's local for me. He has more of an innovative, ambitious, out-of-the-box mentality. He's able to teach me how to make a business out of something I didn't think I could make a business on, whether it be creating community events or selling podcasting as a service to people. He opens my eyes to perspective. And so having these different types of mentors, and there's plenty more that I could list on and go um, forever that I, I'm even forgetting some of them by name right now. Um, but all of those people teach me different things. And to some regard, I think I use it as a crutch, knowing that I have someone that's an expert at something that I want to be able to do all the time. Uh, most people don't have access to that. But having multiple mentors is a must. You cannot, I think, be as successful without those connections and those individuals. It's just vital in my opinion. And by the way, I totally agree with what you just said, 100%. In every single aspect of your life, um, I have mentors for mentors and coaches for working out, for personal spiritual life, then for business, um, all different areas. So definitely everyone who's watching, I suggest take that advice also. Multiple multiple uh, mentors for every single aspect of life. Um, as far as the, because this is this topic, what I'm about to say right now is something that I am I love talking about it seems like we have the same perspective on this um you mentioned before about the school systems and how they're set up um elaborate a bit on that yeah so um i love ohio state and i even love the high school that i went to i think they prepared us really well me and my classmates for the real world in many ways they were able to teach us how to learn how to problem solve and really go into a task that's difficult and come out on the other side, a better person, better individual. And so in that regard, I think that school is amazing. And I think that high school specifically, when approached correctly, can be very vital and can be a, it can be an, a changed agent to be able to move forward in your life. But I think where the school system and education in general lacks is the ability to allow you to, how do I say this, specialize. I think, so specialization is interesting because most people say that you don't know what you want to do when you're 14 and that you shouldn't really know what you want to do in 14. But I think that curiosity leads to the most amount of learning. And so if right now I'm interested in a random course about filmmaking or random course about photography, why don't I have the ability to take a high level or in-depth course about that? Why does it have to be an elective or something that is seen as like just an, an additive? Why can't it be something that is like a part of my core curricular? Um, why isn't it taught how to program your mind, how to meditate, how to get through mental health? Like these are things that if we're taught, you'll save so much time that even if you didn't maybe learn about topics such as 
English more in depth or science or history. Maybe you took one less class of each of those and applied that to a mental health course, a course on taxes, like things that will actually help your life in many ways. It may actually increase your competency at the other things due to the fact that you are more, you're better at managing your stress, at getting rid of anxiety, at being able to uh, be more self-motivated and having like just ambition and doing all those sorts of things. I think that that will, it's like the 80-20 principle. Doing all these additional courses or like course courses that are like math, sciences, history, English, they're important and they, I think that people should learn that stuff. But if you focused on the 20% stuff, which is I think more of the mental health, physical fitness, nutrition, those like core tenets of life that if you don't have good parents, you won't learn those things. Like people don't see how much parenting affects how you approach school. If you don't have a good parent who, who really focuses on the importance of school, you may not approach school in a good way and you'll have terrible grades and you won't learn. But if you have people teach you those things while you're in school, you'll approach the rest of your schooling very well. So it's like a domino effect in my opinion. And so I think that the school system isn't like totally bad, it just is missing some key components that can make it 10 times better. I 100% agree. Um, I'm gonna skip around a bit here. For everyone who doesn't know, the 80-20 principle, whether it's the audiobook or the actual book, definitely get it and read that. I'm actually about to go into that. Um, the 80-20 principle is basically saying that 80% of your results come from 20% of the effort. So if you get very, very specific on your efforts, you're going to basically, it's going to be easier to achieve the 80% the of the results rather than doing the wasteful 80% and only achieving 20% uh, of the results. Um, also, I read the book Outwitting the Devil, and it talked exactly about what you just said with curiosity, thinking, um, and how people are designed to be curious, be be thoughtful, think for themselves. Um, and in that book, it said that schools and generally in life itself kind of takes the curiosity and the independent thought from people, um, pushes it down. And the way the school systems, the book said, is that basically you learn and you're said to do something and you just do it, which then narrows the person down. Um, so I think that's absolutely um, very important to bring up. And anyone who's watching, if you are confused, you don't know what you want to do, um, I suggest just being curious, learn more things, do more things, um, figure out what you like doing. And for me, every single thing that I do, um, the reason why I don't think it's work is because I'm very, very curious about it. I'm interested in it and that keeps, that keeps me going. Um, Jack, do you use that? How often do you use the 80-20 principle in life? I would say that I'm definitely a work in progress. I don't want to front to your listener and say like, hey, like I've mastered this. <laughs> I use this 24-7. I do think it's amazing and it is life-changing if used correctly. But I think it's one of those situations where you're always evaluating that 20% that you can kind of pour more into that will give you more results over and over again. And so one thing that I've been really focusing on recently is I have this on my whiteboard in my room, which is, is what you're doing making you happy? And I, I don't know if happiness is the right word, but like fulfilling is also a word that I'd probably mm -hmm. use. And it may seem like, oh, you can't just do what you like all the time. But my thought process is 
I would say that in the past, I've gotten a lot done with it when it comes to like productivity and like for my age, I've, I would say I've accomplished a decent amount um, and I'm proud of what I've done. I have used less than 20% of my time to do so. Like it is crazy what I've accomplished with the little amount of time that I'm able to do it. I have ADHD. I am terrible at time management, terrible at understanding what I need to do in a given day. And that's been a major issue of mine, a major like problem and pain point in my life is understanding what tasks are vital, how to focus. I've spent so much time on TikTok, YouTube, doing things and wasting time that I shouldn't. So that question of, is what I'm doing right now making me happy, actually results in more productivity because I'm re- I realize that, okay, strong on TikTok, watching YouTube, if it's intentional in the fact that I'm watching TikTok to say learn in the short form content what XYZ is, if I'm on the For You page, it's not helpful. YouTube, if I'm going on YouTube and I'm say taking a 30 minute or an hour time period to decompress after a long day, that can be seen as like intentional relaxation, which will actually help me for the next day. But if I'm just doing it to escape a task that I know I need to get done, which getting that task done now will result in lower stress and an increased amount of happiness, that answers that question. Or say I'm on TikTok and I have extra time in my day and I don't really have anything I need to do that's pressing. What's another thing I can do to make me more happy? Play ukulele, uh, listen to music, call friends. Um, I'm in Arlen Moore's Tribe Accelerator. All the guys in that program are amazing. Just having a phone call, it may not be seen as something that is like income inducing and really productive in my day, but that'll lead to inspiration. That'll lead to positive things. So I'm more focusing really recently on taking action on what will be a catalyst for more action. Like what will what will I do now that'll inspire me to do something later in the day? Instead of TikTok, which will make me have a short attention span, be lethargic and not want to do stuff, that is not a good idea. But say I have a call with a friend in the morning and they're able to like inspire me to attack the day, get my homework done early, work on a podcast, all this other stuff, that is a positive thing that I could have been doing. And so that's how I've been utilizing the 80-20 rule, like of more 80-20 like in my life. It is of course biz- uh, different in business and podcasting and all the other stuff I'm doing. But personally, I think that's like the main thing that I've been focusing on. Guys, go back and replay that. I don't know if you just saw that, but that was basically 80-20 in a way. Like that was beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. Um, going back to one of the first things that you said with consuming content, um, I think that's huge. That's one of the things that I actually do um, now and I used to do. Any topic that, I, that I'm interested in, that I like, I'll literally go on YouTube, go on books, uh, talk to other people and consume literally insane amounts of content for that. And going to your uh, ADHD, I've heard a lot of people say that, um, like how it's, what it does to you. Mm-hmm. I've thought about this. What happens if you took that ADHD or that um, whatever anyone has, kind of flipped it? So instead of using it as a detriment, you were able to use that as a benefit in a way. Which is, yeah, I think that's very, very interesting. And then another thing, uh, which we'll go back to the ADHD thing is you mentioned whiteboard and vision board. I think that is absolutely essential for everyone to have. Um, just to look at it every single day, see where you want to go in life, what your dreams are, what your vision is, and be able to take action onto that. Totally. The first thing I want to focus on, which was you said, was the ADHD portion. 
Um, hyperactivity and like hyper focusing is a superpower and the worst possible thing in your day. Yeah. It can be both. It's a superpower in the sense that if I follow where I'm curious and what like I like, beautiful things happen. The reason the podcast was created was because it was during COVID, I got hyper-focused on something. I made like seven episodes a week at the very beginning. Like it was first of seven, then it was five. And I was just making tons of content because it was for my sanity. It was the reason that I was able to not go mentally crazy during quarantine because I had something every day that I was working on that I was passionate about. And I followed that passion for a long time. Of course, it didn't stay as like so high and crazy forever. I, of course, got it to a point where I was just managing a consistent schedule of releasing episodes and it became something that I still love doing, but it wasn't like my hyper fixation. But if you're able to use your hyper fixation in a positive way, I think that it is almost better than like just trying to resist it and stay to a consistent schedule. For example, I've tried to adapt my podcast to following those things that I hyper focus on, which means that if I'm creating what I call an individual episode, which is just me talking to a microphone and no one else is there, or it's just my co-host, I will just make an episode about the latest thing that I'm interested in. So for a while in high school, I loved cold showers every day. I would take them like right in the morning after I worked out in the morning, all, all this sort of stuff. And that was something that I like was really heavily researching and heavily kind of consuming the content for. And so I made an episode about cold showers and I was able to focus on that and make content based on something that I was obsessed over and like making something interesting. So yeah. That is absolutely amazing. Yeah. Um, what do you call it? The cold showers. That is something that I constantly do every single day. Don't like to do it, but I still do it. Um, I do believe there's health benefits with it. Not only like getting out of your comfort zone and doing that and going it like it wakes me up but i've heard that i don't know the chemical process but in your body it it heals you and it energizes you and it's actually very very good for your health which is why i do it every single day um i suggest everyone else do it every single day but um the whiteboard and vision board um speak a bit about that like if do you have a whiteboard do you have a vision board and do you suggest other people have it? How does it help you? Yeah, so that's definitely adapted recently due to the fact that I'm in college and I don't have as much control over my space as I used to uh, because back home I had a massive bulletin board, I had a massive whiteboard that I would add to consistently and change consistently based on what I was working on. So that was awesome, being able to print pictures of what I was like kind of the main things for a while. I had like the college I wanted to go to. I had the podcast and who I wanted to interview in the future. I had all these different things that helped me identify with my vision in the future. In college, it's changed and I've moved towards having just like more mindset and principles to follow each day, printed and put next to my bed because I like I'm in a bunk bed. So that when I go to bed every day, I see those principles and when I wake up, I see the same thing. So that's what I focus on and I have a little habit track and all this other stuff. Um, so I think vision boards, even just the process of creating it because i've made them and then sometimes like neglected to go back every day and check them and i don't think it's even a bad thing if that happens it's better to look at it consistently but just the thought exercise of making it allows you to figure out what do i actually want and go through that personal exercise of just asking yourself question after question of do i want this do i not want this and then you create definition in your life 
And through that definition clarity, you're able to actually focus on a direction navigationally of where you're headed, which makes it more likely to happen due to the fact that you've been clear on what you're actually trying to accomplish. So in a way, the creation of the vision board itself is all you need to move forward the needle of the possible success you're headed towards. I think people have, and we can get into this conversation as well, people have the idea of manifestation twisted. And they think that if you just think about something or you say something or you have a vision board, it'll come true. Mm -hmm. But it is the fact that that idea will become more prevalent in your mind. And more consistently, you'll think about that idea. That's what is important. And the concept that like, okay, if every day I read affirmations and I'm telling myself I'm confident, I uh, wake up early because it helps with my vision of being a successful podcaster. I read every day because I value education. And I'm just saying things that I like, think are true about myself and what my current vision is. I'm more likely to identify with that person of who I want to be rather than the person that, okay, I had a tough day. I was very lazy. I was on TikTok. I had negative behavior after negative behavior. But the good thing is, is that tomorrow will be better because I don't identify with that person. That person was just a fluke today. That was an accident. But tomorrow I'm going to be intentional about who I'm going to be and what I'm going to work towards. And that slowly will become your identity. And what I explain to people is that, so the, the accelerator thing that I joined, and I can get more into that as well, it made it so that my worst days are a lot better than my worst days in the past. And I think that people think that when you apply yourself to a mentor or a course that you follow, you're going to just skyrocket in productivity, skyrocket in everything you're building. But in reality, what my opinion is on that is that you're able to shorten the time of a slump and also have a bad day be even better than it was previously. So like my bad day right now is I waste too much time on TikTok. I maybe get my homework done a little late, but I probably have a random win throughout the day, like a couple wins. And before it was like, I would have an anxiety attack. I wouldn't get my homework done. I wouldn't work out. Like I would do all these things would go terribly wrong. And I'd also feel terrible about myself. Now it's like, even if everything goes wrong, I'm grateful because I know how much abundance I have in my life currently and how many good things are going right. And so that dichotomy of the fact that even if I had the worst day productivity possible, I would get like a text message like today, I got invited to do an internship over the summer. I didn't do anything to get that internship. I just had a relationship with someone that wanted to add value to me and thought that I would be a good fit for it. I did nothing today for that opportunity, but someone presented that to me. And so in a way I had a win today without actually taking any action. And so today was better than even if, even if I did nothing, like today was still a good day. And that's the mindset that I use for that kind of whole thing with the vision boards and, and the mindset shifts and all that. First off, mic drop on that one. <laughs> and second off, congratulations to that. That's awesome. Um, one of the things that when you were talking brought up in my mind was um, happiness islands and sadness islands from Arlen Moore. Um, we're both in the Tribal Accelerator group chat and course, which, guys, if you don't know what that is, I'll put it down below. I suggest everyone go and do that. It's amazing. Um, Happiness and sad islands, basically figuring out um, during your day, during your life, what makes you happy and what things make don't make you happy, what things are productive and what things aren't productive. And basically finding those things that are productive and that make you happy and really focusing on that and going full out on that 
and not doing the things that are unproductive and that make you sad. Because if you take that and you push that away and you only have the productive happiness islands and you focus on that, your life is gonna literally 10x, um, which is absolutely insane. And when you were talking about the manifestation, I totally agree. Um, even for me, when I when I look at stuff over and over and over, and I had the uh, the maxi, I had the maxi assistant read back my vision for the future over and over and over. I begin to visualize it, and then I actually start taking action, and then it starts coming true because I'm taking action with it, which is just insane. Every I suggest everyone go and do that. Um, one thing. I to ask was um for the future what do you have in store like do you have any big big goals in the future yeah um how 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 much in the future are we talking what's the like how many years months whatever like what are you looking at let's do five ten and then twenty okay so Five-year plan is by then I'll be graduated from college. Um, my goal is to be living in four different cities throughout the year with staying with friends of mine, having my own place, and having a home base in Chicago, which is the area that I'm from. Um, I will be working on my own. I'll be having my own company, whether um, I'm doing purely just like being an entrepreneur or also consulting and kind of being a freelancer. That's kind of the two practices that I'll be introducing into my company by then. I hope to have um, the podcast to be um, top 100 in the personal development charts um, where I'm interviewing people like Gary Vee, Grant Cardone, and um, all the Arlen Moores and the people that have inspired me throughout my entire career. By then, I hope to be traveling um, more than three months out of the year and being able to choose what I do in a given day instead of having my day choose me and having uh, work dictate what I do. I want to make most of my income be uh, non like phys physically based. So I don't want to be selling purely a product. I want to be service based and also have it be abundant, which means that if I sell like a course or something that isn't physical and it's digital, that doesn't cap how much money I can make due to the fact that I can sell an unlimited amount of it. Of course, the market size does have a cap, but I think that's kind of the main goal. Um, five years, kind of have all those systems and processes built out, have a tribe of people that cross the globe, um, cities all across the U.S. Um, I want to focus on Utah, Arizona, Chicago, New York, L.A., Miami. Those are the main places. Um, Ten years, oh boy, by then... I could be married, I could have a girlfriend, like who knows in that regard, but when it comes to success and business wise, I want to build out brands that are inspiring. And so I think by then I can have the ability to not be the face of everything that I work on. So I wanna be able to mentor people personally that are kind of on a similar ambition that I am. I want to eventually go back to Ohio State um, for a couple months out of the year and like mentor kids I want to help the entrepreneurship center here because they're doing great things um, and give back in any way that I can, not necessarily for the money. But um, the only reason I want to charge for mentorship in the future is because what I found is that when people put in their hard-earned money, they're more likely to put in the work to do it. 
And so that's why I would charge in the future, not because I want to get money from like students, kids or, mm-hmm. or teenagers or people in their twenties. But beyond that, uh, I want to start getting into, by then, of course, I'll be into real estate. Um, it's one of my kind of things that I enjoy. My dad kind of showed me the ropes at a young age. Um, the reason I'm not focusing on it now, because I have different ambitions for my income, but I want to make that like a focus for my investing. Uh, and I have a, like a lot of friends that are really into it. So I'll probably just be investing in their kind of, um, investment groups and all that stuff. Uh, what else? I want to eventually be creating a book based on my experiences, people that I've interviewed, um, and kind of life journey that I'm on just for my own personal stuff. Uh, I'll move to 20 years. So I have this, this, uh, thought exercise that I do. It's a visualization thing that I think everyone who's listening can try very easily. And what I do is I, I, I usually sit just in the bathroom, put the lights off because it's the, usually the darkest place in any, my house or my dorm, whatever. And I'll sit for 10 minutes and I'll act out a day in my life in 15 to 20 years. And so like, I'll, I'll just walk you through it because that's the best way I can articulate my 20 year self. So by then I'll be 39 years old, almost 40 years old. And I'll, I'll wake up next to my, next to my beautiful wife. Um, I'll probably be in Austin, Texas, um, living in a large estate. I get up, I immediately um, turn on a playlist of um, positive music affirmations type thing. My wife and I get up, she does whatever her workout is, whether it's yoga, calisthenics, free weights, whatever it may be. I go and immediately either do kind of cardio stuff or I just do heavy weights. From there, I go do a cold, um, not a cold shower, but at this point I got a cold tank. So I go in the cold tank with my wife for about five to 10 minutes, then move to the sauna for 10, 15 minutes um, for like the, the mental and physical kind of benefits of that. And then from there, I go and wake up my kids. Um, I visualize that I'll probably have uh, a, a daughter and a son. The daughter will be older than the son. And then we'll go about our morning routine. I will um, journal with my daughter and she'll kind of write down her plan for the day or what she wants to accomplish, that she's a strong, beautiful, independent woman. And then I'll read with my son. I'll give him just a picture book to look at um, in a small chair that's identical to my bigger chair. And he'll be just like dad and I'll read kind of my personal development stuff or business books, whatever. Um, And then from there, we'll eat breakfast together. And then I will pick which car I'm gonna drive that day. Um, we're going on a little family family trip, so I'll be taking um, the Porsche family minivan. We'll be taking that directly to the airport to take a private jet to go to New York City because that day, Dad has a speaking engagement, and so I'm going to go speak at an event um, for entrepreneurs, and so I want to take my kids with me and my family because that's a main priority in my life. We go fly to the event in the, in the private jet or whatever, and I go do the keynote. Um, and then I spend time with my friends in New York City and I introduce my kids to those friends and I'm able to have an amazing time with friends and family in that location. Um, and then I kind of do some other executive work or things I need to do with the day. Uh, then I have dinner with the family and go to bed, do it all over again. So like that's kind of the process I go to and that's kind of the most clarity I have with um, my 20 year self, like in 20 years. And I try to, when I do that visualization exercise, I change each day, like what I'm doing. So a lot of times it'll involve something like that's a large spectacle, whether it be going on a private jet, doing a speech, 
having a meeting with my friend Gary V, like stuff like that where it's like, it seems ridiculous now, but it is very feasible in the future if I play my cards right. So um, I encourage people to kind of do that exercise for like 10, 15 minutes. It's really cool to just like in detail what color is the car you're driving? What does your house look like? Like get really in detail of what that looks like. I was picturing it as I was speaking and it's uh, very powerful. That is 100%. First off, I want to live that life right now. That, that was absolutely insane. Oh wow, I'm gonna start doing that. I've been, I literally have never done that. I've heard of that. But I'm gonna start doing that because now you have me thinking as I'm talking, like planning out this 20 year vision ahead. Um, but yeah, absolutely. Getting getting specific, very very specific. When guys, when you're doing that, when you're mapping it out in your head, get very specific on what your what your private jet looks like, what what car you uh, what car you drive, what your house looks like, and everything. Get very very specific. That's insane. And also, I actually have a podcast that I'm supposed to do in the future with Grant Cardone, um, which I can't wait for it gonna be absolutely insane but um i want to go into the the maxi and Tribe accelerator community um talk a little, basically for everyone who doesn't know this community is filled with pretty i think it's mostly guys maybe a couple girls um maxi is basically mindset design getting your mind right changing your mind so you could open yourself up and achieve what you want and then Tribal Accelerator is basically creating a trans-surfing city. So basically you have multiple people in different cities, so you can go there. Um, city Hop, always have a community of friends and learn how to really open yourself up and create a the tribe that you want. But talk about how you got into this community and why you actually sent it, why you bought the course and are in it, and what you're getting out of it. Yeah, so... First off, what I want to paint the picture of is myself a year ago. So a, just over a year ago, I was struggling with anxiety. I went through kind of a tough time of a personal relationship uh, with, a, with a close friend that kind of um, dropped me after a very long friendship. And that coupled with college coming up and applications, I was very stressed all the time and I was having anxiety attacks. and. I was just living a very negative um, and fearful like daily life and it was just very miserable and I wasn't enjoying things that I normally enjoyed. I was scared all the time. I didn't want to see that person even on a Zoom class because I would get nervous and have an anxiety attack. So I was just in a very terrible mindset. And then I sold upon Arlen Moore on his content on YouTube and it was just a way for me to escape at first and I watched his content purely just because it was entertaining and he was showing parties, he was showing personal development stuff and the day in the life of him in college. And it was something for me to like cling on to for hope because I was like, okay, he's a junior or senior in this video. What am I gonna be doing junior or senior year? Like what is college gonna be like? Where, what school am I gonna be at? So that changed my mentality just slightly from me having this negative, uh, fearful, worst case scenario mindset to there's hope for the future, I'm already doing cool things with the podcast, like what could possibly happen in the future that is um, amazing and, and incredible. And so from there, I figured out what Maxi was and I immediately was like, this is crazy. I saw in his story like one day, I think it was April last year, February, something around there, 
he said, I'm raising prices tomorrow. This is your last day to get at this price. And I was like, all right, let's go. Bought the course, or not the course, bought the program. Um, and immediately I was like, I just understood. I like understood the assignment. I was like, okay, this is reprogramming my mind. It is putting me into a mindset every day to build the reality of my dreams, to get clear on what my reality is going to be in the future, but also to clear my head and understand that what I'm doing every day is actually something that I want to be doing instead of something that is an obligation or something that um, I've just been doing out of habit but isn't fulfilling my reality or fulfilling myself and my, my vision and my purpose. And so from there, followed Arlen pretty intensely, followed Maxi, did all the stuff, was seeing pretty positive results, um, and then went to college, was seeing like amazing things. Like I literally DM'd Arlen, I was like, hey, I interviewed a billionaire and I don't want to give you all the credit, but a part of it is because of the mentality that you gave me to be abundant and to ask and to be willing to kind of go for those big things. From there, he had the opportunity to join a program um, in January. And previous to that, I was like, okay, if Arlen drops something that is like expensive or that I get to work with him closely, I'm just going to go for it. It's because I know that no matter what it is, it'll be positive in some capacity, whether it's entrepreneurship, whether it's social circle, like I'm just going to go for it. He launched Tribe Accelerator. Um, I hopped on a call with Daniel. At first it was like, ah, it might be too expensive. He kind of pivoted a little bit, altered things um, at like a new price point. I was like, all right, this works for me. Let's go for it. Bought the course, immediately was thrown into a community of amazing men that were all on their vision, all on their purpose. I had just a ton of calls with guys immediately about like what they wanted to do in the future, what they were already working on. And I found for the first time, I was in a community of like-minded individuals. I was a tennis player, a good student, but I never felt like I fit into like a box that those communities offered. And this is the first time I was like, wow, like I can talk about this, my like difficulties or like my day with someone and they'll understand. I could say, oh my gosh, like I was really mad at myself because I didn't get this interview I wanted or I was having a very difficult time with XYZ when it came to my business. And most people would be like, shut up Jack, just like, hang out, relax, you're a college student, you're a high school student, like it's not a big deal. But they didn't understand my vision and my purpose. And so it made it very difficult to talk to those people when I was like, I just want someone to validate that my issue concern is legit. And that there also is a way to, instead of just relax and do nothing about it, to come out on top. And that's what the community gave me. And of course the coursework portion of it is amazing, very educational, but I really cling to the community very heavily uh, we're going to LA Thursday uh, with a ton of the guys, and I'm gonna be I'm gonna be there for like four or five days, uh, and it's gonna be absolutely incredible. But I think overall, it just was really important for me to have these conversations consistently about entrepreneurship, about personal developments, about changing your life in a positive way, not waiting for someone to give you the like okay to go chase your dreams, but taking it and taking your own initiative, being able to walk into a room of successful people and not be like, oh, I have nothing to offer, but walk up, shake their hand and understand that you have value to offer to them. Just all of those like different convictions that I got from the program and from my own ambition in general was huge and has already carried me very heavily. Like we wouldn't be having this conversation if I didn't join the Traffic Accelerator and that's pretty crazy. And I owe Arlen a lot and I told him that personally that I do the work, I'm the reason for my successes, but I would be oblivious if I weren't 
if I didn't acknowledge the fact that his mentorship and his content online helped me get out of a lot of dark places and push me in a positive direction. 100% agree with that. Um, a lot of what you just said about your story, um, getting into that community, is along the same lines of myself, such as the high school and even the summer I had a huge spinal operation. Um, I had big scoliosis, so that was a huge turning point in my life, which is also one of the reasons why I jumped on this course. For anyone out there watching, um, I suggest you do find the right people, because a lot of people make courses, some of them will work, some of them won't. Um, find someone who you really connect with, something that you're really curious about, and I, I would say get books, get content, get videos, go get courses to learn about that, and especially like the community that we're in, um, it's so many like-minded people that you automatically know you're going to have support. Someone's gonna always be there. Um, and even the community that we're in right now, you post something in the chat and there's countless amounts of guys, um, countless amounts of people that just come and bombard you with, let's go, awesome, keep on going, keep on winning wins left right and when you start to when you start to surround yourself with those people that keep on getting wins at least for me um you start to get that feeling of like wow i'm actually part of a community that's winning and then it influences myself to win and it'll influence you to win um so that's absolutely huge um i covered all the questions that i had if you have anything else you want to say go ahead but other than that that was awesome Zach, dude, I appreciate you having me on today. Um, the last thing I'll say is just have the audacity to, first of all, dream and to come up with a vision that isn't inhibiting by any like negative belief system or parent that's telling you that you can't do something, teacher, friend, whatever. That's the first thing that I want to share, just the sentiment that I believe wholeheartedly is that you should be willing to let your mind run wild. And that's like a very special thing that I have in my personality that I like cherish every day is the fact that I have the ability to dream big and have those ambitions, but then also have the audacity to ask for things, have the ability to like walk into a room. I, on campus, my favorite thing is to go to like a networking event or an event with a speaker and immediately after they're done talking, walk up to them, thank them for their time, and then ask them to be in the podcast. Big CEO, big uh, like entrepreneur, music, whoever may be, whoever's visiting on campus, I go up and talk to them personally because I have never had someone turn me down in person. Because number one, it's very awkward if you're like if someone asks for like a speaking engagement, like no, I'm okay, because then like it just it makes the, the conversation awkward. So. You may get their contact information, they may not get back to you, but people remember a face, they remember someone that's willing to come up to them in person and thank them for their time and being able to ask for that. And that's what's created relationships that allowed me to gain mentors in Columbus as a freshman. People say um, that I've been a freshman for four years, like they can't believe that I'm like only as young as I am and doing what I'm doing. I think that that is just a um, a dismissal of the ability you can do as a freshman like what you can accomplish people just don't know there's like an ability to do so so i'm not doing anything special i'm just 
willing to ask for things and I some for some reason get them. It, it, there's a combination of I think my personality being able to be somewhat likable and be more adult-like. People say that I have an old soul, which means that I can talk to older people easily. So that combination with the fact that you have the willingness to ask is a great combination. So practicing being charismatic, practicing your speaking, communicating skills, and then looking someone in the eye, shaking their hand, and just asking, because if they say no, at least you tried. Being young is the best excuse to do anything. Like, oh, I'm young, I can go fail. Oh, I'm young, I can go spend money on this course. Like, if as long as you're doing the positive thing, taking what I think are, I, I made a comment to my friend today, I've gone off a little bit of a tangent, but I made a comment to a friend today that my like trip to LA is what I call a no-lose risk. And what that means is that, okay, I'm spending a decent amount on a trip to LA, flights, all this other stuff, hotel or Airbnb, whatever, food, is gonna cost me a lot. And I don't have as much of a consistent income stream that I want to right now. But the reason that's a, a like a, a no-lose situation and an all-win situation is that, okay, worst case scenario, I go, LA's cool, I have a good time, I meet people, and maybe I don't get as much content as I want, maybe I didn't do as many cool things, but I had a great trip and I went to LA for the first time with California, awesome, great. Best case scenario, I go to LA, make lifelong friends, I meet people that will give me business deals in the future, I meet my future wife, like all these crazy things can happen based on this risk of me being willing to travel and go out of my comfort zone that weren't gonna happen before. So if you can, calculate your worst case scenario something that like isn't that bad and it is still a positive then that risk for me is okay i have enough money in the bank like tenfold to be able to pay for something like this like i'm not totally worried about money or stuff like right now but a lot of kids would be like scared to miss three days of school to go to something like this to maybe not everything figured out and still have to maybe study while i'm on the trip for like a couple hours every night uh and still make it work. Like, I just, I, I probably preach in the choir with your listeners because they probably have similar mindset than you, but like, just do what you're, like, like, I just can't stress enough. Just do what you're inspired to do, do what your passion is, and you'll be able to find a way to make money and find a way to meet people that are like you. Just, that's kind of my overall message on all that stuff, so. Absolutely, guys. I think the saying goes, I have no idea how the saying goes. I just know that it's regret, regret wastes tons, and there's another part to that that uh, saying. But absolutely, just go up to people. If you want to meet someone, if you want to ask them to be on a podcast, you want to introduce yourself, go up to them. What's the worst thing that's going to happen? They're going to say no. Most likely, they won't say no. Yeah. But um. I saw. Yeah. But I saw this. Uh, I saw this thing earlier, and it said that play this game with yourself where for three months you don't act like yourself you make up a fake person in your mind that is like everything that you're afraid of doing so in, in the sense of like everything positive that you're afraid of doing that is the new persona that you embody and so it's like okay i'm creating my persona his name is jake not jack and jake when he sees a pretty girl that he like wants to talk to he goes over to that girl and talks to them Jack may not do that right now, but Jake does. If Jake sees a business opportunity or something to do like that isn't time sensitive, but he could do now, 
Jake doesn't now. He doesn't wait for a month for that to be time sensitive and have a deadline. He doesn't now because he sees an opportunity. So like all the things that you're afraid of doing or that like you put off because of insecurities or fear, build a persona around that. And it's like, what would the alter ego of myself do in this situation? And just start acting like that consistently. And you'll be amazed like what benefits you see based on that situation. Guys, go do that right now. Just go finish this finish listening to this and go do that right now because that is absolutely brilliant jack where can everyone find you on social media my instagram which is where i'll be posting uh brand stuff i'll be promoting the podcast all that stuff is jack l considine that's jack l c o n s i d i n e the podcast is uh, 5m hustle podcast on all platforms on instagram twitter everything like that spotify apple all that all those platforms um even follow me on linkedin if you want to i post a lot of like more opinions and stuff about like mindset um when it comes to school and business and more of like a kind of article format and blog posts feel free to check that out and if you have any questions or want to dm me about anything i do respond to dms fairly consistently i want to help people i want to bring connections and point you in the right direction for things so feel free to dm me for any questions um, and yeah, dude, I appreciate you letting me on today. It's been, it's been a blast. Thank you for coming on guys. I'm going to link everything down below. If you didn't get that, or if you missed something, I'll link all that down below. But, um, yeah, this was, this was absolutely amazing. I cannot wait to see you in LA. We're going to have the best time and, um, everyone go follow Jack. That was amazing. He's the goat. Um, everyone, thank you for listening. I appreciate it. Hope you got value out of this. Hope it opened your mind. Hope it possibly even changed how you're going to live tomorrow and the, and the rest of your life, inspire you, and as always, change your perspective. Thank you guys all for watching, and uh, we'll see you next time.